there! You're listening to Make New Friends, a weekly podcast about the trials and tribulations found in the realm of friendship. We're your hosts, Mary Aikman and Sienna Mooney. Let's make new friends! Woo! Yes! Welcome! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Uh, this week, what are we talking about, Mary? We're talking about friendship in films. Yes, I think this is probably... In movies. Yeah, and, and movies. Um, but I think this is something I'm, I'm very excited about because, um, I don't know if you know this, but I, I went to uh, film school and I have a degree in cinema studies. Mm, how prestigious. So I, um, <laughs> I take it upon myself to watch a lot of films and... Um, so these are a few that I have seen, and I think Mary has seen, like, a couple of them. Yeah. But um, I think everybody likes movies, and there are a lot of good movies about um, friendship out there, but I think we've just got, like, six or so to go through, and I think um, it'll be interesting, because they're, they're all a little different, but... Um, yeah, that's good, though. Yeah, and I mean, like, one of the things about uh, the way... F- friendship is portrayed in films and like media is like there's a a perfect friendship it's great then something bad happens and then they figure out how to repair it so I think that is something to keep in mind when uh viewing friendship in media is that they've kind of gone through like a whole arc with the friendship whereas in our personal lives we may be encountering these problems currently and we haven't reached like the resolution and I think that looking at films and seeing how certain characters have uh, handled tough situations with friends can be a good way to take something away from that and be like oh I hadn't thought of actually talking to them about the problem I have or uh, something like that. So that's why I thought it might be a good idea to look at some uh, some good movies and maybe you can take something away from it. Yeah. But also to remember that this arc is, like, the most simplified of friendships, you know? Yeah. So if you don't see reflected in, like, any of these movies we talk about or in movies that you watch, that doesn't mean that your friendship isn't, like, valid or your friendship doesn't – it isn't real. Mm-hmm. It's just that everyone has different kinds of friendships and different arcs to their friendships. So just because it's, like – Really good friends, bad thing happens, uh, resolution. That that doesn't always happen, and that's okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, that's something I think we've talked about a lot, especially in, right. like, the first half yeah. of this season, is that not every friendship is perfect, and sometimes you have to work a little harder, and sometimes, like, you know, you have to realize when it's not working, and uh, that's just life. But... Movies are good to tune out to while you're handling that stuff, right? So Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, so um should we should we dive in with the first one? Yeah. Gonna get swoopy up in here. Yes. Swoopy, swoopy. <laughs> well, since Halloween is like right around the corner, um, I thought, you know, what better film to talk about than it? Stephen King's It, the new version, mind you, um, 2017. So um, this is a story about seven kids who come together against all odds to defeat evil, like literally evil. And they put their (laughs) lives on the line for each other time and time again, and they face their deepest, darkest fears. And if you are into scary movies, then 
you've probably already seen it, but um, if you're just looking for a little bit of spookiness to add to your Halloween season, I'd recommend checking this out <laughs> in theaters. But I'd also recommend reading the book because I think that's where the real aspects of friendship come to light and the dynamic between these seven kids is strengthened and it just goes into way more detail, obviously, because it's it's a book. It's not like a two-hour-long movie. But um, I read the book before I saw the movie and I just fell in love with the dynamic between these kids and... Uh, I just really felt like I was a part of them and it mm. was really cool to see the sort of like innocence in their friendship and how they were just so readily available friends. It's like that kind of friendship you develop over like the summer months, you know, and we talked about that in the first half of the season, how just like... right you can shed who you were during the school year and just be who you want to be over the summer. And it's kind of like that in It. And I'd really, I'd really recommend it. It's just so good. And it's perfect for this time of year. So, yeah. I have not seen It because I am the worst. Also, <laughs> I don't normally watch scary movies. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely not going to watch a scary movie, like, alone on my own volition <laughs> um i might watch one if like a friend really forces me to <laughs> but i've never seen the the original or the new one although i heard the new one is quite good and it's still in theaters correct i believe so um it's doing really well at the moment yeah and i imagine it'll stay in through halloween yeah i i think that that would be a wise choice but also the thing about the movie like the difference between the the movie and the book a big part that really got me, like, a little down about the movie is, like, they didn't go as hard for the friendship aspects. It was a little, a bit of a letdown because I, I was so invested in these characters and how they come together that um, I was a little disappointed when they didn't do it as a, um, a good a job of, like, giving them that backstory, so. Yeah, yeah. Would you compare the friendship with the kids and it to the friendship of the kids in Stranger Things? Ooh, uh, I guess so. I mean, the thing with Stranger Things is, like, they've all been friends for ages and ages. Right, I see, yeah. Yeah, but with it, um, like, maybe three are friends to begin with, and then one by one they start coming together and like falling into each other's lives and in the movie it kind of does it does that very well it just kind of like they're thrown together or they're finding out that they're sharing these uh scary uh moments and they're the only ones who are sharing those and so that's what brings them together mm -hmm. whereas like in the book it's kind of like they stick up for each other in a way that's like they don't know why but it's this unspoken thing between them and they just know that there's this magnetic pull and they are meant to be together so it's a little bit a little bit different but um and with stranger things it's it's more like you know you have uh like four boys who lose one of them and then is replaced right, right. by 11 and that's it's a little different, but I would say um, 
similar similar vibes for sure. Yeah, definitely <laughs> similar vibes. I wouldn't be surprised if they took um, inspiration in a way. Yeah, and and Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things is actually in the remake of it. So oh, okay, yeah, good to know. Good to know. I have also not seen Stranger Things. I have the first. <laughs> Like, two episodes, and then I didn't go on. And then you got scared. <laughs> I, no, I actually didn't get scared. I just wasn't invested, actually. Like, I don't know um, why. I, I just was like, you know what? This is, like, good, but I'm not, like, I have to watch the next episode. Mm. Um, but that's how I am with a lot of TV. I'm just not a TV person, really. I've come to decide. Um, or I'm definitely not a dramatic TV person. Oh, okay. Like, Sign me up for a comedy, like Parks and Rec. Yeah. Or even like a semi-drama, semi-comedy, like The West Wing. But like <laughs> something that's like mostly just drama, I'm like, I can't do this. I can't handle this. My life, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> so our next film is The Goonies, um, which I think is a Disney film. No. I'm not 100% it's, sure. I mean, I don't think so. It's produced by Amblin Entertainment, which is distributed by Warner Brothers. And oh, okay. um, the stories by Steven Spielberg. So I don't think it's Disney, but mm. it, it's a classic. No, I mean, if it's if it's Warner Brothers, then it's not Disney, I don't think. Maybe I'm just thinking it's Disney because of just, like, the vibe of it and, like, the story. Yeah. Which is, so two brothers uh, find out that they might lose their home, and they're desperate to find a way to keep it. So they find this treasure map in their attic, and they go along with a ton of their friends uh to find the treasure while trying to find the treasure uh, they have to get away from this group of bad guys who also wants the treasure it's a great coming of age story if you haven't seen it there's challenges with family and mm-hmm. and friendship and also like i think even just like believing in yourself and yeah. believing in big ideas but it's like a risky adventure story but my favorite part of it is the friendship between the four. Is it four? I'm or five? not sure. I think it's wait uh, uh, uh. a handful. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's four of the four younger boys, and then the older brother is separated out, and then there's like um, two older girls that are friends with the brother. Mm-hmm. But like the four younger boys, I just love their friendship. Like that's what makes the the movie because of how much they they joke with each other and they're like it's like that mean joke joking kind of friendship where they're kind of mean to one Mm -hmm. of them but it's like in a very loving sort of way but they all come together and they all use like their different strengths yeah to like find the treasure at the end um and they all kind of um push each other to use those strengths whether it's a strength of being uh i don't know if it's a strength or not (laughs) (laughs) Whether it's a strength of being um, clumsy and always, like, hungry or the strength of, like, always having, like, a utility belt full of things to use. It's just a fun movie. And, like, I always – I remember watching it growing up and just wanting to be a part of that gang of kids. Mm -hmm. And, like, I want to go on a treasure hunt, an adventure hunt together. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, it's such a classic movie as well. I think – there's probably a ton of friends out there that have seen some part of them or one of their friends in one of, like, the central characters in there. 
and it's really lovable and it's just like a heartwarming film it's funny and it's like it's just like silly it's like goofy but it's also a little dangerous like ooh, are these kids these kids are like in serious trouble but yeah <laughs> they're are they gonna find their way out who knows it's very cute yeah yeah uh, when was the last time you saw it uh maybe like a year or two ago oh, okay so not like terribly long ago it's one of those movies that i saw when i was a lot younger and it has made this like huge impression on me so i feel like mm. it's kind of like stamped in my mind and, like, you just have those classic moments, like, where they're, like, playing the piano and then the floor drops out. Yeah. And, like, one wrong step and, like, they're gone, you know? And also the scene where they're in, like, the caves um, going to the bathroom and the oh. the girl <laughs> means to kiss the older brother, but she kisses the younger brother. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so she's like, wow, I didn't know yeah. he, you had braces. <laughs> Oh, it's so great. For me, I think it's always the moment where they, like, they are reeling up the, uh, like, water pail. But, yes. like, it's just the jacket over yes. uh, the the water pail. And it's, like, suck it to the, like, cool kids from the high school. Yeah. Oh, God. I love it. It's, it's, it's great. It's great. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out. It's one of those, yes. like, must-see 80s movies, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And it's not like I, I have a I don't watch a lot of 80s movies, which y'all may figure out later as we talk more about movies. But it's definitely one that like it doesn't seem like an 80s movie to me. It's just like a movie. It's just like a classic movie. I don't know. I just really like it. Yeah. I think that there's enough like um, mysticism and stuff that's like that probably wouldn't happen. Like, they're not going to find, like, a pirate ship and, like, sail it out. Like, that just doesn't happen. But I think you're able to, like, put that aside enough to be like, I want them to find this pirate ship so bad, you know? It's great. The next movie I want to talk about is The Sisterhood of Night, and it's a 2014 film, and I believe it's on the U.S. Netflix right now. And it's a story about a group of less-than-popular girls who come together to form The Sisterhood of Night, which is an exclusive invite-only friend group that outsiders desperately want to be a part of, to the point where they spread rumors that the group is into Satan. Like, So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those, like, oh, why are you a part of this group? Like, you're you're into Satan. And so it's a really interesting tale because it's this really tight-knit group of, like, the unpopular girls coming together and finding what's what they have in common and sharing those secrets and, like, their bond is, like, uh, like it can't be broken. And then you have the people outside of that friend group, their peers, really jealous and they want to be included, but they're going about it in the wrong way. They're, like, bullying them and so yeah it's a really interesting story and I just love the way that the friendship is portrayed in the movie and I remember when I watched it sometime last year it made me think of like all of the slumber parties I had when I was growing up and like how when you told a secret to someone like they weren't gonna tell like that sort of bond you shared and I think that the filmmakers did an excellent job at showing like the intimate ways friends can come together and like stand up for one another and like have their back um really well shot it's obviously like not that old it's only like three years old um and it's just really good it's one of those like indie films that I think is 
must-see viewing if you are into friendship, because it's one of those that's like, you know, something bad happens, and I won't say, because I really, like, <laughs> I urge, I urge you to watch it, because it's just, it's really good, and um, also because it's called, like, the Sisterhood of Night, and like, oh, rumors of Satanism, blah, 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 I think it's perfect for this time of year, too, um, you'll get those, like, fall mm. feels and whatnot, it's very good, it's very good, uh, I'd recommend it. Does it play up, like, coven themes? Um, like a... I guess so. Coven of witches or... Yeah, so basically this, um, a girl who is jealous of them, uh, spreads rumors. And so while you're watching, you're like, is this true? Because when the Sisterhood of Night comes together, you're still on the outside as the viewer. So you don't fully Uh, know what they're talking about or, like, if they are into, like... Satanism? Is it a cult? What is it? And so there's a lot of like intrigue and mystery and kind of like, what's the truth mm, here? Okay. But ultimately, you know, it's, it's about a sisterhood. And it's, um, it's very, it's very, um, it can be difficult to watch at one point. That's what I'll say. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have also not seen this, so she's not only urging you to see it, but she's urging me to see it as well, um, since it is on yeah. US Netflix, so I can do that. <laughs> it made me, when you were talking, it made me think of just friendship groups in my life. Like, we've talked a little bit about cliques and stuff, but not, like, yeah. too in-depthly on, like, a friendship group and about how friendship groups can become, like, very exclusive very quickly they can like generate like rumors inside and out and like why we feel like we need to have like not only just a group of friends but we need to make it like official with like a name Mm -hmm. and with like traditions and like seals and stuff because sisterhood also reminds me of like a sorority and like how much symbolism and all that goes into that group of friends as well whether it is like a solid group of friends or it's a group of women just in general that share the same basic values or something yeah and why like we as humans like feel like we need to like apply that like officialness to something that like naturally just happens you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting i feel like my stance on that is i like putting a name on things because then, um, well, it's just easier to refer to or whatever, but also you have a bit more ownership over it and it feels maybe a bit more real or realized, what have you. That's true. So I think that that might be one explanation for it, but, um, it is, it is interesting how so many friend groups can become so like, uh, you know, members only so quickly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, Do you want to take a break? Sure. All right. Well, we're going to take a (laughs) quick break. And when we come back, we're going to go into some more classic friendship films and maybe some you haven't seen. So stay tuned. Hey, guys, it's Sienna. Gosh, I could seriously talk about movies all day, every day, but right now I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has tweeted about the podcast. Like, Mary and I are so freaking thrilled to hear from you all, and it just makes my day to see that you like what we're doing with the podcast. And 
yeah, it's just it's just great to be back. Um, but speaking of liking the podcast, if you've been a longtime listener of Make New Friends, you already know that we don't actually pay to advertise the podcast at all. In fact, you might even say we run on your support. Um, but if you like what we're doing here at Make New Friends, then make sure you spread that good, good word. You know what I'm talking about, guys. Like, tell your knitting group or your geometry teacher, or maybe even just clue in the milkman on how much you're digging Make New Friends. But another way that you can show your support for the podcast is by leaving us a review on iTunes. And this is a great way to give new listeners an idea of what they can expect from the podcast, but it also helps us grow, too. Um, Up on the blog this week, we have an analysis of Sheila Hetty's novel, How Should a Person Be?, by the lovely Christine Jung, so make sure to check that out. I think it's really good, and I think you guys will like it. Uh, The next episode of Make New Friends will be out on October 25th. Okay, back to the episode. Hey, y'all. We back. Yo, yo. We're back from break, and we're here talking yo-yo. <laughs> and we're talking about friendship in films, in movie, in cinema, however you'd like to phrase it. But we talked about three other films earlier in the episode, and now we're going to talk about three more? Yeah. Um, the first is one I'm assuming that everyone has seen. I would be very surprised if you haven't. But I know that there's people who still haven't seen, like, The Wizard of Oz or, like, uh, Star Wars, you know? So this film is Mean Girls. Woo! Woo! <laughs> uh, when Sienna wrote the notes for this week, she didn't even bother putting in a <laughs> summary because she just put everyone's classic. Because it is. It's it's a fun movie. It's just a fun movie. <laughs> Um, So if you, for some reason, haven't seen it, it's a story about a girl who moves from South Africa in her junior year of school, and she immediately, like, finds a couple people that she clicks with, but she, like, falls into the popular group, like, just kind of randomly. She falls into it, and so she has to navigate this new landscape of high school that she's never experienced before while, like, feeling pressured by this new group of, like, popular, cute girls. And then things ensue from there. So if you haven't seen it, you should 100% go and watch it so that you can get all of the quotes that people, like, daily use from this movie. But... It's really about, um, in terms of the friendship aspects, it's really about finding the people you feel the most comfortable with and that you don't have to change yourself to be around. Yeah. So when – what's her name? Caddy? Katie? I'm like (laughs) – like, I can't remember her name because of the stupid quote about her name. Um, So when Katie first enters the school, she – meets these two, like, artsy sort of students who really help her navigate the first, like, week of school. And she gets along with them really well, and they come up with this, like, backwards plan after she falls into, like, the popular group to, like, ruin the popular group's lives. Yeah. And while she's, like, teamed up with the, like, artsy students, she's also sort of becoming friends with the popular girls she's in a really weird place about like how she views her friendship with different people what she values how she wants to be as a person and it it really is like a film that you have to think about even though it's like on it's very (laughs) heavily layered with comedy Mm -hmm. 
like just me talking about it now, I realize like it is a quite complicated film about who you are and like who you place yourself around and who you want to be. Mm-hmm. So any any comments that you want to bring in about Mean Girls? Yeah. So with Mean Girls, Katie is friends with Janice, who's like the artsy girl, and she wants to get mm-hmm. back at Regina, like the most popular girl, because yeah, they used yeah. to be friends back in middle school. But then Regina started spreading this rumor that Janice is like a, a raging lesbian. And <laughs> it's just, you can tell that like Janice has never gotten over it and she's still holding yeah. this grudge. And so I think that there's a lot to like unpack there between like yeah. this failed friendship that Janice had and how she's using Katie to get back at Regina. But then it backfires and Mm -hmm. you know nobody ends up happy for a bit you know and like someone literally gets hit by a bus so I mean (laughs) I think that that like says a lot about um like the moral of the story is like you know be true to yourself you know and be kind to others I think is also another thing you could draw from that oh yeah and not only is it like a really really fucking funny film it's written so well um, the acting is great and I think it's also one of those like timeless comedies that I could watch at like the drop of a hat yeah and I'll still be like giggling and finding things to be like oh my god like Tina Fey's shirt with all the pins on it like (laughs) what you know like there's just so much in it and um and it has like a nice message but it's not like it's not like overly like ideological I guess yeah and And I remember when it came out in 2004, I believe I was in eighth grade. um, And at the time, there was a group of girls that I swear were the plastics, like hands down. (laughs) And like my cafeteria was exactly like the same sort of layout as uh, Janice drew for Katie and gave to her on her first day. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Like, I'm totally Katie, but like not popular at all. So it's like, maybe I'm more Janice. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) But it's just like, you can see so much of like the different levels of friendship and also like the different types of friends you can have and how some maybe aren't your true friends, like how uh, quickly the other plastics clung to Katie when uh, Regina was no longer the queen bee. Like, so it says a lot. And I think it's, um, not that it's underrated. Everybody loves mean girls, but (laughs) it's definitely one of those movies that is, is one for the books, you know? Right, right. I think people mostly like it for its comedy, but they don't really, like, take a second to really dig deep in and realize all the nuance to the story. Yeah. I like it as well um, because it shows a image of American high school or high school um, that isn't shown a lot in media about high school because there's always, like, there's the popular kids who are, like, the jocks and the cheerleaders. Yeah. But they don't really play up that stereotype too much in Mean Girls. Like, there's the popular girls, but they're not necessarily cheerleaders. Right. Like, they play sports or they're, like, involved, but they're not, like, just the cheerleaders. And, like, the main hot guy isn't, like, just a jock. He's also very smart. And, like, they make the characters more than just, like, the stereotypical, like, nerds, art kids, 
cheerleader's job. Yeah. I think it's way more realistic. And that's why, like, you saw that in your cafeteria. You saw a little bit more than you would in, like, some random, like, early 90s or 80s film about, like, high school drama. Yeah, it's like, I mean, even though Mean Girls does play on, like, the stereotypical, like, uh, vapid uh, high school girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's void of that, but... <laughs> <laughs> right, but I'm, I'm what I'm saying is, like, they um, do a good job of fleshing out those in-between characters, too. Like, mm-hmm. what are Janice and Damien? We don't know for sure. Like, are they art kids or are they just, like, right, normal? Because right. they seem pretty normal, so. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, but, yeah, I love Mean Girls. So watch it if you haven't, you yes. 1%. <laughs> the next movie uh, is also on Netflix in the U.S. right now. So another one you should totally check out if you haven't seen it yet. And it is called Life Partners. It's from 2014, and it stars Leighton Meester and Jillian Jacobs as Sasha and Paige, who are 29 years old, and they are in this super long-term friendship, uh, and it's with each other. So they're very codependent, and they use their codependent friendship as an excuse not to venture out into the dating world alone. But when Paige meets Nerdy Tim, played by, uh, what's his name? The guy from the OC, the, uh, Seth. Seth from the OC. What's his name? Uh, Adam Brody. Adam Brody. Uh, so when Jillian Jacobs starts oh, dating yeah. Adam Brody and starts to get serious for the first time, the nature of their friendship begins to shift. And so Sasha starts to feel like she's being cast aside and she tries to keep her friendship with Paige the same, but does growing up also mean growing apart? (laughs) And I love this movie. I saw it, like, maybe last year or so, and it's really, really good. It's um, probably one of the more inclusive ones on this list, just in terms of, like, like, Sasha is a lesbian and Paige is straight, so there's that dynamic as well as um, just, like, you know, your friend is moving on without you and that sucks sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But I really liked how life partners reminded me of some of the really codependent friendships I've had in the past where it's like, you want to be doing all the same stuff together. And so like, oh, we're, we're both single at the same time. We're both dating at the same time. And it's great because then you have a lot in common. Um, But in life partners, they show what can happen if your lives start to go in a different direction and that fear that you're going to lose like your best friend. And, and it's very like, it's very real almost. Cause I think everyone goes through that sort of point in their lives when you can tell the stuff just is not the same as it used to be. Maybe you're drifting apart and, um, you know, something's got to give. Um, some people try and make it work. Some people don't, but this is a story about trying to, make it work and keep it the same and it's a, it's a little tougher but it's it's a very it's a very funny heartfelt movie yeah out of all the ones that we're talking about today that I haven't seen I feel like I want to see this one the most oh like I don't know why I feel like um something about it yeah the way <laughs> I've structured the movies for this episode is like in terms of like age of the characters so this is the one that's most applicable to our age group I feel yeah and I think we are at that sort of stage in our lives where 
you know, people are getting married, people are having babies, people are moving to different countries, like that sort of thing. And it <laughs> can kind of throw a wrench into the friendship plan, you know? And um, this movie does a great job of addressing that and showing how two people attempt to resolve it or don't resolve it, you know? Might have to just watch it for yourself to find Ooh. out. <laughs> yeah. Plus, it's got. I'm going to be mad at you, aren't I? Why? I'm going to watch this and be like, God damn it! <laughs> Uh, I don't know. You'll just have to see. But I mean, it's All got right. it's got your girl Leighton Meester in it, so you know, Blair yeah. from Gossip Girl. After I uh, watch it, I'll try to watch. I'm not going to watch it, but I'll <laughs> I'll try to watch the other ones that I haven't seen. And after I do, I'll I'll leave my reviews on the on the Twitter on the twit <laughs> on, on the Twitter and let you guys know what I think. Yeah, I'm excited to hear what you think about Life Partners and also Sisterhood of Night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they're both good. They're both from the same year, and they're on Netflix. So, you know, come on, Mary. Get with the program. The world is your oyster. (laughs) (laughs) So our last film is another classic that probably a lot of people have seen. I have not seen it. I can't believe you, Mary. I am. I am the worst i guess i don't know it's <laughs> thelma and louise which was made in 1991 i'll just read the little bit that sienna wrote up and then we can have her go into more detail about it but um thelma and louise are two best friends who set out on the road to get away from their normal lives to go fishing but along the way their friendship is tested more than they ever dreamed the trials they go through strengthen their bond and prove that they are true friends willing to go to the ends of the earth for one another Yes. Thoughts? <laughs> I mean, you haven't seen the movie, so... No. What is your interpretation of that? What do you think that means when it says, like, they're willing to go to the ends of the earth for one another? I don't know. Do they, like, kill somebody? <laughs> well, yeah, you hit the nail on the head right there. <laughs> yes. Um, but that's not, like, all it is. I mean, so I'm sure you've heard people like reference Thelma and Louise like, oh yeah, yes, yes. let's go out like Thelma and Louise. And I'm sure you've seen like a scene from it, which is like the iconic scene. Have you seen, do you know what I'm talking about? I, I don't, I might have, well, but like, okay. I have no. I, I think that once you watch this movie um, and it comes to it, you'll be like, oh yeah, Okay, now I get it, and I know what she was talking about, but I I won't spoil it for you because it's very dramatic and it's heart-wrenching and you feel like you're with them for it. Mm, Okay. But, so Thelma and Louise is just so good. It's starring Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon, and um, it's from 1991, so that gives you an idea of, like, the time this was made. But basically, um, Gina Davis's character is like a housewife and uh, she's married and she joins Susan Sarandon for this fishing trip as a way to like get out of the house and get away from her life at home. Um, So it's obviously like a little bit different to like our situations. Like we can't really relate to that, but the stuff that they go through is really good and it brings them a lot closer. Um, the stuff they have to deal with. I'm trying to be vague here because, like, I want you to see it. (laughs) But um, it also features a young and very cute Brad Pitt. Like, very cute. So, I mean, if you need some incentive, you know, he's he's looking very blonde, blue-eyed, and shirtless. So, 
I mean, that's there for you. Uh, but I also really like this movie because it just kind of pulls at your heartstrings and, you know, it just like swells like when the movie swells and it's just very good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to be super vague, but I don't think it's working. <laughs> I don't think it's working at all. Well, you know how I like knew that they killed somebody? Yeah. Or that someone dies, or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's definitely in my, like, cultural subconscious. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I know things, but I also don't about it because it's so, like, iconic and, like, yeah. so many people have seen it. So, like, I feel like I can, like, see images of it, but I know I've never seen it. So I will get on that as soon as possible. <laughs> as you get some time, you know. Um, it's very good, though. And even though it's, like... Coming up on, like, 30 years, like, you know, minus a few, guys. Come on. Okay. <laughs> like I was going to say. I just wanted a round number. Okay, fine. Let it's me... 26 years old. Okay, it's 26 years old, like me. Uh, hello, just had a birthday. <laughs> and um, it is a classic, you know. If you're looking for something to, like, cry a little bit about, but also, like, laugh and, um, you know, reminisce about the 90s, this is the movie for you. Because, like... Gina Davis, mwah, chef's kiss. You know, she's great. And uh, Susan Sarandon, like, she doesn't age. So it's just, it's very good. It's very good. I just had to look up Gina Davis because I couldn't think of what she looked like. She's in Beetlejuice. Yeah, well, I just saw, yeah, I know I know who she is now. Oh, good. But I'm, like, looking at images from it now on, on Google. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I think those are the six films we wanted to talk about uh we have a ton more Mm -hmm. so who knows we might do another episode on film friendships in the future but i'm really curious to see what movies like we've left out and that other people think of yeah because like obviously like you haven't seen all of these that we've mentioned but, um, you know, a couple of them are on Netflix. They're quite accessible. I'm always looking for new movies, and I love movies about friendships. So, you know, if you have any out there, listeners, uh, tweet them at us, because I want to watch them, all right? Please do. If you have, like, a favorite movie that has, like, a central theme of friendship, you need to let us know. I'd also like to see some more, like just non-traditional friendships as well not so much like oh yeah (laughs) I'm just like a white girl in high school like (laughs) it's like I've seen so many of those like I'd like to see more (laughs) um more friendships between uh a dog and a man (gasps) oh my god (laughs) don't even get me started about like just like animal friendship movies Uh, (laughs) homeward bound anyone (laughs) oh homeward bound babe Charlotte's Web. Oh my God. <laughs> we could do a whole episode on that. The Fox and the Hound. Oh, oh my God. I need to watch Guys. that again. I have not seen that in a millennium. <laughs> At least a decade. It's it's sad. Jeez. Um, yeah, there's tons of movies about friendship, but, uh, you know, these are just a few of them. So, yeah, send us your fave friendship films on Twitter. All right. All right, and with that, um, thank you so much for listening to Make New Friends. If you have a story about friendship you'd like to share, email us at makenewfriendspodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter and Facebook at newfriendspod. Special thanks to our producer, Alex Papworth, and music by Max Wallace. 
For show notes, research, blog posts, and more, head on over to makenewfriendspodcast.com, and we'll see you next week.